Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Big Heartland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodman, and joining me is my co-host, TJ Herniak. Oh, Jonathan, my dockage take today. You're going to love it. I have a feeling I know exactly where you're going, and uh, I'm not going there, so I'll let you you do it, and then I'll I'll add in uh, whatever I need to add in. All right, uh, you are listening to episode 61, recorded on Monday, January 6th, 2020. This is the Big Heartland, where you can get the best takes in Big Ten Butler and Notre Dame College basketball. Wherever you are listening, please help us out by subscribing to our podcast. If you could also give us a rating and a review, that would help us out a ton, getting us out there to more Big Ten Butler and Notre Dame fans just like you. On this edition of the Big Heartland Basketball Podcast, TJ and I are back with our Dockets Takes of the Week. Should be a doozy. Then, TJ and I are going to dive into my first Bracketology of the Year, which I am releasing tonight. But, TJ, it's bourbon time. It's bourbon time. Bourbon time today. Uh, we have Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage uh, from 2011. Um, it's It's okay. It's it's definitely not my my best, but uh, uh, but it'll do it'll do. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what you got Let's here. This. I'm curious to curious to see the it's pop. It's probably not good because it's it's whittled down already. So let's see. Nope. I had, that was I had a feeling. Well, much like any uh, Evan Williams stuff, it's. It's a little pathetic, but uh, it could be worse. Sorry, I thought my my computer shut down there for a second. (laughs) Panic time! Yikes. Yikes. All right. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's harsh. Start out. You gotta, you gotta get a couple of sips in on this one. Yeah, it's not quite as smooth as the others. All right, uh, TJ, I know you're, I know you're itching. So, do you, do you want to start out with your docket's take? I'll let you take the reins if you want it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll go first, John. All right, bring it on. And my son's gonna help us here with this docket's take. Jonathan, my docket's take of the week. We're both a couple of idiots. That's my dockage take. <laughs> we are idiots. Because everything, the, the, the Big Ten, I don't know that you could predict anything this year. And I feel like a complete idiot. Uh, I, I just I don't know what else to say. But we're idiots. That's my dockage take. It's way out there. And I know we're not idiots. But uh, my dockage take for this uh, this week is, is – we're just a couple of idiots that have no idea what we're talking about. And see, my son even agrees with me. Um, and we just don't know. Uh, we don't know. Well, we don't know what's going on in the Big Ten, and I don't think we're going to know what's going on in the Big Ten until uh, until March, after it's all said and done. And then we can be like, hey, this is what happened in the Big Ten. Because I'm clueless right now, John, and I'm going to tell you. Some of the scores that I've seen – and some of the way the teams have played over the past uh, week, or two, couple of weeks, I'm just beside myself on a few of them. And I'm shocked that Michigan. And you know, I'm shocked, and I shouldn't be shocked that Michigan State 
of course, is sitting at the top of the Big Ten at 4-0. Uh, after we said, ah, there's no way they're going to be right there. There's no way that's going to happen. Sure enough, there they are. So, uh, yeah, that's my dockage take, Jonathan. We're a couple idiots. So, Well, I, I will confirm nor deny uh, any of that um, as far as whether we're idiots <laughs> or not. Uh, I'm not going to uh, give anybody credit for that. So, But uh, I will say this <laughs> about um, about just our thoughts, like, as far as Michigan State goes, when I dove into the schedule, you know, we talked about this our last podcast, TJ. Like, it was set up for Michigan to ease into Big Ten play as much as you could ease into it um, this year. And they're they're gaining confidence from it. Cassius is really starting to play uh, like a first-team All-American uh, player. Had his career high uh, uh, yet. Was it last night? I think it was yesterday. Uh, uh, Thirty-two points. Yeah, yeah. Like and it. um, it's it's not surprising that they've they've now taken back the reins, and so like I still think Ohio State's good. They just got caught by Wisconsin. Maybe they were feeling themselves a little too much, or maybe they were. Um, a little down on themselves for for losing the lead against West Virginia, and I I don't know, but I guess the scary thing with them is they have they have a road game at Maryland, uh, I think that's tomorrow, and then right yeah. after that is a road game at Indiana, and and that's yeah. one that Indiana fans we all know we we've starred that one, we almost have to have that game, like we we have to have. Any premium home game um, on our on our resume, if we are destined to be in the uh, NCAA tournament, but potentially Ohio State could be facing a four game losing streak going into Bloomington. So yeah. that <laughs> that makes me anxious about it. It almost makes me want them to beat Maryland, you know, yeah. just for a streak uh, perspective. Um, but, like, I think what we're finding out right now is we're finding out who everybody truly is. And so, like, I, I've got a much clearer idea of my tiers and how everybody's going to place in the Big Ten. I still feel like Ohio State's going to be at or near the top. But I think right now, obviously... I think obviously Michigan State has has taken that top uh, for everybody as of right now, and and again it could change because we've completely changed our our narrative in ten days. You know that's how quickly yep. it's changed. Um, as far as the yep. middle goes, I mean from like six to twelve, you could put anybody anywhere. And I, I still mm-hmm. feel strongly about that, even though like I feel like our Hoosiers are more toward 12 than they are 6. I feel like Illinois is more 12 to 6, things like that. But like Minnesota's starting to play better. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. the way that they played at Ohio State, is playing much, much better. Purdue's defense is mm-hmm. really, really good. Now, they they are really poor offense. Really, yeah, really they bad. are really poor <laughs> yeah. offensively, and it's going to cost them games – I mean, they just they just were not competitive um, about four minutes into that second half because they just couldn't score against Illinois uh, yeah. last night. 
but Rutgers is is competitive and um, I, I like what Iowa has done. Penn State to me is is in the other tier. I think they're top five team. I, I'm not even worried about yep. Penn State at this point because I, I think they're yep. they're definitely in the tournament. Um, it, it would mm-hmm. take a monumental collapse on their part um, to not make the tournament at this point. I mean, they've really put themselves in a really yep. good position. Um, I agree. So, like, I, I don't see it as you know our takes were rubbish and awful, and we we had no idea what we're talking about. Is this you know, at this point, it's the the calendar turned to January, and now we're starting to figure out who teams really are and where they stand. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, it's just becoming more clear. And uh, it's to me, it's exciting. Now, as a Hoosiers fan, it's not as exciting. But as a sure. general college basketball fan, uh, it, it is exciting because now you know kind of expectations this team should beat this team at home this team should really challenge this team on the road and let's see if this this team can you know hold serve and and get a good win there's the great thing about having so many teams that are really good like this in the big 10 is there are a lot of quad one opportunities even at home there's a lot of quad one uh opportunities so I just I kind of wonder how how everybody is going to face off with each other. Just like we we were kind of rating the the Big Ten uh, uh, ten days ago. Is everybody going to cannibalize each other, and everybody's going to be like twelve and eight and eight and twelve in between there? That's yeah. that's the interesting part. Or does a team like Indiana or Minnesota or whoever uh, get in a lull and start losing three, four, five in a row, and then their season's off the rails? Because yeah. that could happen too, and that that'll that'll obviously mess up any any scenario of twelve and eight, eight and twelve, and a whole bunch of teams finishing in between. But to me, it's it it makes for a very fascinating Big Ten season. Um, Outside of you know Nebraska and Northwestern, it's is a really good conference to watch. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I take my idiot's comment with. Uh, I, I I know what you I know what you're saying. I, I I'm just saying this is how I I look at it. Yeah, and I mean I agree with you on all those points. I think the more games we get under our belt, I think things will start to sort themselves out. And I think we kind of like you said. You know, some teams are trending more towards, you know, 10, 11, 12. Other teams are trending more towards, you know, 6, 7, 8. But at the end of the day, anything between 6 and 12, you can pretty much put anybody anywhere. And then when it comes to the top five, we kind of know where our top five teams are. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't – you know, we'll see what they do over the next couple of games. But I just think my dockage take is just – we're idiots because this is just so unpredictable. We're, we can sit here and bang our heads against the wall all day long trying to figure out where teams are going to finish and what's going to happen. And the reality is is that tomorrow night or the next week or whenever, when a couple of teams meet up, we might think we know what's going to happen and something completely different might happen. So it's just college basketball is just so unpredictable this season that, like you said, it's going to be super exciting because – we never know what we're going to get, and every game is going to be a must-watch because you just don't know how it's going to turn out. So it's it's going to be awesome, you know, all year to to see what happens in the Big Ten and how things 
kind of play out over the course of the season. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, TJ, uh, my docket's take of the week. Um, I, the, I don't. I don't know. You you can be the judge of it whether this is the craziest docket's take I've had or or it, you know it falls in line because you know. I mean, that's the point of Dockett's takes. It's supposed to be crazy. Uh, but TJ, my Dockett's take of this week is that this year's Wisconsin Badgers are last year's Purdue Boilermakers. Whoa. So let me let me put this in context. So last year, Purdue got off to kind of a rocky start. Like... Uh, there were some games where they, they played well and they had a couple of good wins, but they also had a ton of losses going into Big Ten season. And I remember an episode that we did and both of us ranked Purdue like ninth and 10th in the conference at the time. And we, we thought that they would just go in a, into a tailspin and then they, yeah. they ended up rattling off like seven, eight wins in a row. And then, obviously, we know that that they, I believe, shared a, a Big Ten title last year. Uh, so, I, I'm not I'm not willing to go that far as far as Wisconsin's now going to challenge for a Big Ten. But I think they're going to be further up than we expect, than we even expected a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and they're going to be much much better than we anticipated um just out of a depth perception i think micah potter really helps this team uh it makes them tougher makes them a better rebounding team just a better overall balanced team and i think we're we're starting to see it and demetric trice i can't believe i forgot about this kid but he's really really good i'm not saying he he's he's got Carson Edwards in him, but he's got some of that in him. Um, not to the degree of Carson Edwards, but can he take over a game? Can he lead his team uh, to really good wins? Yes, I believe he can. And so that's where I came to this conclusion. Wisconsin is going to be doubted all throughout the season because nobody thinks they're that good. They're, they especially don't think they're that good uh, offensively. They doubt Greg Gard as a coach. And, and remember, Matt Painter was doubted as a coach because he had never made it past the 316 with all those good teams that he had at Purdue. Never made it past the 316. He finally got there uh, to the Elite Eight last year and was, <laughs> was a miracle play away from getting to the Final Four. So... I think yeah. this is the position that, that Wisconsin is in uh, this year. Uh, what do you think? I I don't think that's crazy, Jonathan. I think that, you know, the comparison that you just drew right there, I think kind of backs that up. I mean, uh, it's very similar, like you said, very similar start to the season last year for Purdue. They did struggle very, you know, early. Uh, they lost, Didn't they lose their crossroads uh, yeah, game? Yeah, they did. Uh, as well to Notre Dame to uh, yeah. Notre Dame, and so yeah, I mean we're in this position last year where we're t we're talking about uh, yeah Purdue finishing at the bottom of the Big Ten, and then they get things figured out, and they end up being pretty good. And I, I don't doubt that. I mean, from the play that we've seen out of the Badgers as of late, uh, you know they dominated IU at home. Uh, they just went. I mean, they just went on the road 
and just obliterated uh, Ohio State on their home floor. I, I just don't. I mean, I, I don't know what you, I don't know what else you could say. I mean, they're they're trending in that direction. So yeah, I mean, that's maybe a crazy dockage take, but at the same time, it's uh, it's a pretty it's probably a pretty accurate uh, take of what the Badger season could be like. Yeah, it's it's an emotional pick because I, I hate the Badgers because our Hoosiers can never seem to beat them, and uh, and uh, as of ten days ago, I had Wisconsin rated below Indiana um, as far as how I was predicting the season to to go, and now this Ohio State game really just changed everything because I I can't possibly pick Indiana ahead of Wisconsin if Wisconsin's going to go to Columbus and beat the Buckeyes because Indiana's not going to do that. They, they they ain't going anywhere You're to right. beat anybody. I I would feel elated if they go to Lincoln and beat Nebraska. <laughs> uh, that is true. I would be uh, 100% with you on that one. So it just it puts me in this, this spot where I'm like, I feel worse and worse and worse about – my team, but the rest of the Big Ten I feel great about. <laughs> TJ, it's bracketology time, man. January, calendar flipped to 2020. We are ready for the first release of my bracketology um, now I haven't put it in a, uh, bracket quite yet. I just have a seed list. Um, so everybody in order and, um, you know, conference winners at large winners, so on and so forth. Um, and, and basically how I want this segment to go TJ is, um, you tell me who you definitely think is in. And I know you don't you don't do bracketology, so you don't know you don't no, know the numbers, no. you don't know anything. Nope. You're you're nope. just strictly nope. speaking on I I guess I test um and, and sure. who you think is in and and I'll tell you what seed I have them. Or I'll tell you that I don't have them in. Okay. Who you want to start out with? And and remember this includes well, Butler and Notre Dame, so don't forget about Butler and Notre Dame. Yeah, so let's just start. Let's go ahead and start with Butler and Notre Dame. Uh, I'm going to say Butler obviously is in. Uh, if I had to pick a seed line that I was going to put Butler at, I think I'm uh, going to say a three seed right now. Well, I'm here to shock you, TJ, because their numbers tell me that they are a number one seed right now. Wow. The Butler Bulldogs are a number one seed right now. That's Not amazing. only are they a number one seed, but they would be the three number ones, third number one seed. So they wouldn't even be barely a number one seed. They would be uh, kind of in the thicket of it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so let's go with Notre Dame. I'm going to say Notre Dame is currently out of the tournament right now. Yes, I, I do have Notre Dame out of the tournament. Uh, right now they are 79th in the net. Uh, so... That's a whole lot better than it was a week ago. A week ago, they were 105th. Yeah. So they, they've made yeah. a lot of progress. And you'll see that. You'll see big jumps um, after some good wins, especially in conference wins now. that, But once that, that once the schedule balances a little bit and you've had you know six, seven conference 
games, uh, you won't see as big mm-hmm. of a jump in the net. So yeah. um, they they need to make a move. They need to keep winning some games. And, and there's some games to be had in the, in the ACC. Right now, the ACC does not rate very well. I have them seventh um, in, in the ACC and potentially sixth because Virginia Tech is right above them. I think they're actually better than Virginia Tech. So they, they could be a top yeah. six ACC team. And let's be honest, if they're a top six ACC team, they're probably going to end up getting into the tournament but right now i have them outside looking in i don't even have them in the first four they're just too far down in the net but uh if you can keep winning and get that net up and maybe even get a a, you know a good solid win against duke or louisville or you know whoever comes into your hometown uh get that win and and then you're you're really going to see your numbers hike up yep uh, let's go with – I'm going to start at the bottom of the current Big Ten standings, uh, Jonathan, and then we'll work our way back up to the top. Okay. And, uh, hopefully we'll see uh, some pretty consistent things here once we get past uh, the first couple. So let's go with Northwestern. They're the only winless Big Ten team. Uh, obviously they're not in the tournament right now. Yeah, yeah, not even close. I'd have to go to my, like, fifth page, sixth page. I have to go to my sixth page. Yeah, that is just yeah. Insane. They're, they're, and I have uh, about thirty teams per page. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, not good. So let's move on from Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and just move on from Northwestern. Uh, let's go to Nebraska. Uh, playing better as of late, but I'm going to say they're still out of the tournament. Yeah, no, well. Nebraska is still like in the middle of my fifth page. So they they're not they're not yeah. in good shape either. Yeah. So uh, the the funny thing is, is the way the rankings break down, Ohio State is next. <laughs> That's uh, but so they're funny. kind of at a log jam. They're kind of at a log jam with a bunch of other teams at one and two in the Big Ten. So uh, Ohio State, uh, I'm going to say the Buckeyes are currently sitting uh, probably at a three seed. Uh, I kind of ki- set them right there with where I thought Butler would be. Uh, are you going to surprise me, or am I correct with? The no, you're seed? correct. Uh, they they are a two seed or a three seed. Uh, they should be a two seed, uh, but uh, that that loss correct. at home um, really really drove down uh, some of their really good metrics. Um, you know, I, actually, I, I think if they had just squeaked out a win against Wisconsin, I think their numbers would would have been good enough for them to be a number one seed. Um, but yeah. um, you know, when you, when you have a, a home loss like that to a team that wasn't rated very well at the time, uh, it's going to drive you down. So, yeah, I do have the Buckeyes at three. All right, Jonathan. Next is our Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, man, I think our Hoosiers, if, it, if the tournament started today, I'd say they're in. But I'm going to say they're like a 10 seed if they're in right now. Yeah, right now I have them as an 11 seed. I do not have them in a play-in game. Um, that Florida State is really keeping them afloat. Really, the, the Florida State games and the, the two neutrals against UConn and Notre Dame are really keeping them afloat. Um, if they had lost any of those neutral games, um, I fear that their their stats would be a lot further down than what they are. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, they're hanging on a, on by a thread for, for an 11 and three team. It's pretty far down the line. That just means that you haven't proven a whole lot. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, next up is the Iowa Hawkeyes, Jonathan. I'm going to say Iowa is sitting at about an eight seed right now. What do you say? Iowa's done a lot for themselves. Um, even though they, they did lose the – I guess it's technically a, a neutral game because it was at the Palestra. It wasn't at Penn State. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the, the NCAA has a semi-road thing. Because Kimpom does. Kimpom has uh, neutrals, like true neutrals, and then semi-home, semi-aways. Um, so I don't know how they do that. But but either way, they, they played a close game against uh, Penn State uh, in Philly. Uh, it was a really cool game to watch. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I teased you enough. T- <laughs> TJ, um, I have Iowa as a five seed. Wow. Yeah, Pretty high. They up. are. Uh, but but I don't I don't I guess I'm not super surprised by that because I was played really well mm-hmm. this year uh, at times and obviously they're sitting at a one and two record in the Big Ten but uh, they played some tough competition too their their first three games weren't necessarily against slouches um, so interesting that they're at five um, but I can see that yeah. I, they're I, I they're almost a six understand. they're right they're the last five seed but they're, uh, going they're right up to there. the next team last team sitting at one and two in the Big Ten right now Jonathan uh, the Michigan Wolverines uh, Michigan's got a similar record to Iowa but I think if you're putting Iowa at a five I would think Michigan has to currently be sitting at a four uh, they are also at a five so they're they're a little bit uh, so you've got them at a yeah, five they're too. they're a little bit. Okay further up they're uh, a couple couple of spots ahead of iowa okay so michigan also at a five so let's go to our first two and two team and this one might uh this one might be our first kind of controversial i guess pick maybe at this point in the season uh minnesota uh sitting at two and two in the big 10 uh eight and six overall i'm gonna say minnesota's out of the tournament currently but i would imagine that's probably not much if you have them out as well. They are one of my last four teams in. Um, oh yeah. wow! They uh, man, their numbers are really really good for an eight six team. Um, they've got really impressive wins, and, and even though they do have the six losses, none of them are are horrible. And so it just, I, I mean, I, I just go by the numbers. I, I don't really look too far into uh everything just quite yet i just do strictly numbers what what are the uh the metrics saying uh saying mm-hmm. uh you know i use kinpom sagarin kpi which kpi d- hasn't updated yet uh so that's that's just a draw for everybody but bart bartorvik and then e- espn's uh, bpi and strength of record i use all those things and, and composite them and um yeah minnesota's Right up there, they're 40th in the net, which is, uh, you know, really solid. And uh, yeah, they're 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 right in there. I I think this is a testament to how poor college basketball is right now. Yeah, I think outside of the Big Ten, things are definitely not as good as the Big Ten is. Yeah, <laughs> because Minnesota is a team who, uh, you know, maybe in years past, at, sitting at eight and six right now, we. I mean, I would assume would probably be 15 to 20 spots out of the tournament. We wouldn't even be considering Minnesota well, right now. Well, but. I mean, just just consider, like, this year's number one seeds, who, who I have as number one seeds right now, 
if I were to to just put it over to last year's stats, they would be like number three seeds. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, yeah. we're looking at a much weaker right. overall pool of of teams this year. So that gets a team like Minnesota in right now. So surprising. Yep. Uh, Jonathan, let's jump up to the next two and two team, uh, the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, Purdue has had a rough go of it, um, but I'm going to say that they've probably got to be in a similar situation as Minnesota right now, right? Being one of the the last couple teams in. Uh, so Purdue's net really uh, really drove them down um, from last night's. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, just ineptitude just of, of offense. It was just <laughs> just bad offense um, all the way around. They they dropped from like twenty eight to forty eight in in the net in one one day. Um, yeah, very hard to do. Uh, but no, I I've got I've got them in quite a bit easier than than Minnesota. They're at a nine seed right now. Okay. So Purdue sitting at a nine. Uh, let's go to another team that's maybe underwhelmed so far this year, Jonathan, the, the Illinois Fighting Illini. Although last night's win over Purdue was pretty impressive, I would think Illinois sitting at 10 and 5 has probably got to be in the tournament, but probably one of those higher seeds, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, Il- oh, you have Il- Illinois out. Illinois Alabama. is the, the last team in my bracket. Oh wow! So last so team they are in. the last team in. Um, you know their their ratings, although they blew out Purdue, they just didn't go up as much as as I would have anticipated. Uh, their net jumped up yeah. quite a bit, uh, up to thirty eight, um, but the other metrics didn't jump out as much. So um, yeah, just it kind of actually put them right in the same. Uh, area as minnesota but minnesota just has better better overall metrics probably because they played a tougher schedule uh than than illinois but but again this is all going to i i fully believe that these teams are going to cannibalize each other and they're just going to oust each other out of this uh, field yeah yeah that's the way this is kind of looking this is how i'm kind of feeling especially now that we've only got uh maybe five what we got five teams Mm -hmm. left here and Nebraska and Northwestern are the only two we currently have out of the tournament. Yep. So <laughs> that's going to tell me that my next team I'm going to bring up, Wisconsin, is probably in, and I think Wisconsin probably has to be in just because they had such a great win on the road there at Ohio State. I think that probably put them over the hump as of right now, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, this is by far the – the biggest jump that I've seen because I I was starting to do some preliminary bracketology stuff uh, before the weekend started um, just so I could kind of get a head start and this one really threw in a wrench because you saw their metrics jump way up with this win Um, they went from being out of the tournament I I legit had them quite quite a bit out of the tournament uh, before the weekend to a six seed mm-hmm. that's wow. how much their numbers jumped I mean, it was a good it, win it was it was I mean, an incredible win it was a great incredible. win yeah really yeah. really turned so, their season around for sure yeah yeah 
let's go to the uh, current team sitting in fourth place in the conference, Jonathan, the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, I'd say Maryland's probably got to be up there pretty high. Uh, three seed, maybe? Absolutely. That's exactly where I have them. Four, uh, uh, three seed, they are the third three seed, so they're they're not quite uh, on the edge of four, but they're they're pretty close. You've got uh, you've got yeah. West Virginia there, Florida State there, um, Dayton and Ohio State there. So um, they're all they're all really really close. I bet if I bet if yeah. West Virginia wins one pretty tough game here, which they'll probably have a tough game in the Big Twelve, uh, I bet they'll mm-hmm. vault over Maryland, especially if Maryland loses at home to to Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of the surprise teams sitting currently third in the conference, Jonathan Rutgers. Uh, that's I mean, insane. Rutgers that's absolutely insane. That's insane. <laughs> third. That's where they're sitting right now. <laughs> Rutgers is third. But they're third. They're third in the conference. They're two and one in the conference right now, sitting eleven three overall. Uh, they're on a five game winning streak too, Jonathan. They've beaten the likes of Seton Hall, and uh, they played well. Um. Where you have Rutgers? Because I don't even know. I mean, you surely don't have them sitting at like a five or a six seed, do you? Uh, I I have no. I have them as a as a ten seed. Okay, they're they're right smack dab in the middle of my tens. And that and that's probably due to the fact that they've got a really weak non conference schedule. Yeah the the Seton Hall game has really uh, aged well and. Um, you know their their metrics are are just fringy. They're they're okay. Uh, Bart Torvik has them twenty fifth, mm-hmm. so that's that's the one that's really driving them. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah, their schedule wasn't too bad. Right now, their their overall strength of schedule is one fifty eight. So that's that's not that's not bad. That's not terrible. Yeah, that's not terrible. All right, Jonathan, uh, the team that we both like a lot, Penn State. They're in solidly. We've we've talked about that. They're oh, in yeah, solidly right sure. now. Uh, Jonathan, are we going to go as high as a three seed? But I, I'm seeing them sitting more maybe four. Yeah, they're, they're four. They're, there's a big bog right there, at, you know, at the end of the twos to the threes to the fours, um, and even the fives because yeah. you got Michigan right there. Arizona is up there at the four. Um, Louisville has, has taken a step back. Um, but, I mean, yeah. they're they're all – clustered right there there's a ton of ton of teams right there vying for three four five seeds so um yeah i I got them right there at the end of the four seeds and then that leaves us with one team jonathan team sitting atop the big 10 the michigan state spartans four and oh is michigan state a one seed i i would have to say they're probably a two right yeah they're they're a two seed they they need to do a little bit more uh destruction in the in the big 10 to get to a one uh, but if they if they yep. are a if they are the Big Ten champions and they win outright, they're no doubt a number one seed, especially yeah, this I, year. I think absolutely. I think whoever outright wins the Big Ten, uh, if someone outright wins the Big Ten and, and wins the Big Ten tournament, if they're not number one seed, my goodness, what else do you have to do? Yeah. Yep. So. I mean, because right now the Big Ten looks like the best conference in college basketball. Am I wrong? Yeah, uh, especially when when you consider you've got twelve teams. I mean, you you've just got, you've got twelve teams that are just good. They're they're just good. Right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, the Big Twelve is is 
still solid because you got ten teams there that are that are pretty good. They don't have a bad team there. Sure. The Big East doesn't really have a bad team. I just think our top and our middle are are probably better than those two leagues. Absolutely, I definitely tend to agree with you on that. TJ, <laughs> do you? <laughs> Do you uh, time for embarrassment? <laughs> do you want to update uh, our fans on the uh, the Big Ten fantasy <laughs> teams that we have? Sure, I'll update our fans. <laughs> so uh, for our listeners, this is going to be really short and sweet. Uh, Jonathan is beating me in every statistic. Uh, before we came on air, he was making fun of my Pete Nance pick, which uh, now that I look back on it, I'm like, what was I thinking? Um, he, it, it, let's just put it this way. If I didn't pick Luca Garza, I would probably be so far behind that we could just stop right now. <laughs> um, I have been pitiful to say the least. Uh, not good. You're beating me in every statistical category. Uh, and, and a lot of them, it's not even close. So... The, the the percentages are the yeah. ones that you still have a shot at. Um, uh, points and rebounds and things like that. The I mean, I'm already behind. Yeah, you just... I'm already behind defensive rebounds, almost 30 rebounds. I'm almost 100 points behind. Uh, I'm behind in assists by over 30. I mean, I'm well, close I, in steals. I did get Cassius and Xavier Simpson. I mean, those two alone have did, 51. You right. have 52 yeah, with all 10 of your guys, and two of my guys have yeah, 51. So, yeah, so not going to be good. I mean, I, I I can maybe catch you in the percentages. I'm not far behind in two-point percentage, 52.2 to 53.5. Free throw percentage. Uh, free throw percentage, not bad. You've got some guys that are questionable with the line but have shot well. Daniel Oturu seven shooting seven. 76% from the line <laughs> and 7-7 seven seven the other night. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. So maybe the law of averages there will yeah. come back. Uh, Pete Nance needs to get fouled and shoot some dang free throws, but oh, we've already talked about that. He's a big zero. Sis, we we so talked about that happen. off air, though. I mean, seriously, zero free throws in Big Ten play in three I'm games. Three embar- games. Embarrassing. embarrassing. Zero free throws. Um, the three-point percentage, I'm pretty far behind, but that can change yeah. quickly. Uh, so 22 of 78 for 28%. And, uh, you know, 45 of 114 for you for 39.5%. Uh, you know, I mean, again, you're kicking my butt and everything. But there's a chance I can come back. It's early. Things can change. Uh, maybe Pete Nance will grow a set and start going to the basket and get fouled and make his free throws. But knowing my luck, if he did get fouled, he'd just miss every free throw. So, um yeah, dumb pick on my part. And we've already made the comment off air, too, about how you picked all your players from uh, basically the top five teams in the Big Ten right now outside. And then you got a couple outliers. Uh, and I picked a lot of my players from those middling teams uh, and very few from the top you teams. Got, you got four uh, not, Illinois not quite sure and Indiana what players. what I was thinking. Yeah, which is not good uh, when they're going to finish probably like 11, yep. 12, 10, 11, 12 in the, in the conference. Yeah, not smart on my part. Uh, dumb move. Uh, yeah, I, so I'm, I'm like, regretting this, <laughs> these picks already. I, I, I was planning on doing this anyway. It's, this isn't me trying to be sympathetic 
to, to TJ at all. I, I was planning on doing a halfway in once we hit to that 10-game mark uh, around the area because not everybody's going to hit that 10-game 10, 10 mark at the same time. But when, when we relatively get there, I plan on doing a trade of two players so so we can, you know, stop two players from, from accumulating stats and then we pick up an additional two and I'm, I'm thinking about doing it to where like you have to pick two players i know you won't have an issue with that but i might have an issue of what two players i'm gonna pick but um that's true uh but yeah i like that i like that i like that maybe you have to pick two players that aren't as good i'm, I'm good with that yeah i i <laughs> <laughs> I just looking at my roster I've I've no idea who who my two players would be. I, my guess is it, it would have to be some some balance. Like Dwayne Washington is is the one that has the least amount, but the thing is he's the one that's going to keep my three-point percentage up. So I don't want to mm-hmm. get rid of him even though like he doesn't have yeah. a whole lot of attempts anywhere else and he doesn't do anything else. That three-point percentage I want yeah. him to keep that up. So Sure, I don't. Sure. I don't know who I I would yeah. go with. Um, I don't either. You're you're in a tough spot, but uh, you you have like yeah, four places I, to go. Oh, I got I, plenty I, of places to go. Uh, Pete Nance would be my first first one. I'd be like, oh gosh, I don't know what I was thinking. Watch watch him have like a 30, 30 uh, point game against Indiana. That would be that would uh, that would be <laughs> awful. Um, that would be awful. My goodness. <laughs> No, thank you. Please, no, thank you. Oh, Jonathan. I'm wrapping the show right. up now because I'm All done right. talking about this because that Pete Nance pick <laughs> is really hurting me right now. It's it's making me want to want to cry. I think I'm tearing up a little bit. Uh, our listeners might hear my voice crack on our clothes here. <laughs> but, guys, that's another episode of the Big Ten uh, or the Big Heartland basketball podcast where you can always get – the latest in Big Ten college basketball. Remember, you can catch the Big Heartland on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please subscribe, leave us a rating and a review. You can always send us your comments on how we can improve the show on Facebook by email at thebigheartland at gmail.com, or you can troll Jonathan on Twitter at thebigheartland. Don't forget the best way to stay up to date on everything Big Ten basketball is to subscribe to the Big Heartland on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. As always, guys, we're here to make this the best Big Ten basketball podcast for you, our listeners. For my host, Jonathan Goodman, I'm your co-host, TJ Herniak. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening, and special shouts to Jackson Herniak, who provided the background noise for this podcast. He did an awesome job. I expect to hear a lot of comments (laughs) on uh, Jackson, TJ's wonderful son. Uh, Send him our way. Thanks for listening.